Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us now. Let's get started. If either partner is struggling individually, it always tends to affect the relationship as our coping mechanisms under stress tend to have side effects. So how do we get ourselves into a good place where we don't need those coping mechanisms, but instead we feel positive and filled up? Also, are there any knock-on effects of our culture, our lives of relative comfort compared to our uh, ancestors? And what can we do to mitigate those? Were there any positives from a time before things were so comfortable? that may have given us some advantages, and how could we reconnect with those? Today, I'm delighted to be joined by rewilding expert and founder of Red Phoenix Rewilding, Sam Adams, with whom we're going to be exploring this and much more. We're gonna be looking at the impact on relationships of bottling up emotions, what it means to be really seen in a relationship, ways that we can find our courage to, to find our boundaries, to make difficult decisions, and how can we choose to express and embrace our wildness in a healthy and positive way that leads us to a great relationship. So firstly, Sam, warm welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's great to be here. Excellent. Great to have you again. And um, the first thing I'd love to ask you, Sam, is what do you mean by wildness? Or what is this thing about wildness all about? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's one that's debated by ecologists and psychologists and many others. Um, for me, I'm seeing a spectrum of wildness on one end and more uh, neatness and formality on the other. So when I talk about wildness, it's about letting go. It's about freedom. It's about releasing some of that control from the one end of the spectrum and exploring the, the mess and the freedom and the authenticity on the other side. And obviously that relates to ecology and the outside world, away from not formal Victorian English gardens and neat paths into more of the forest. But I'm also really interested in how it relates to the internal world and how we can let go of some of our fears and inhibitions and cultural norms of the modern world, those straight lines, and explore the edge of our emotional and relational territory. I see. So it's about getting closer to our edge and those um, spaces where we may be apprehensive about going, but there may actually be good reason to go there. I, I get it. Um, and just go back to what you said about control. I love the idea of the spectrum. And what I hear is that one end of the spectrum, we've got like lots of control. And I guess intrinsically, lots of people listening might say, well, I quite like control, actually. It sort of feels good when I'm in control. But what could be what could be the downsides, I guess? Or what, what might be the issues of being too much towards that end of like exerting control over everything, including our relationship? Yes. I think it's really important to state up front that both sides of the spectrum are equally important. And through this word and my business, rewilding, it's about coming into balance and having choice. Do I need to be controlled in this moment because there's a threat, it's dangerous, or can I let it go and trust the flow and explore that wild side? 
So both are valid. Both are important. My assessment of modern uh, Western civilization is that we have an imbalance and we've lost that connection to our wildness and the external wildness. And we're very uh, imbalanced on the one side of control and whatever other words we use for the opposite of wildness. You asked, what's the downside of that? What's some of the negative uh, consequences of being imbalanced? I yeah. think if, if we suppress the wild and just stay in that neat controlled space, we miss out on excitement, on opportunities, on risk taking, which by definition is scary. But by taking a risk, we also get a massive payoff of excitement, of adrenaline, of um, success of new seeds being planted relationally business uh, business opportunities being an entrepreneur we tend to miss out because we're playing safe in that controlled space following orders yeah i see i love this topic and this is going to go really deep today i can i can tell because you know we're talking about relationships but from a quite an interesting angle and as I say, the philosophical bit, I guess, is about, you know, what is our reason for, for being here? You know, what is this experience that we're we're having? And I guess what you're inviting us to consider is, you know, where do we sit on that spectrum between, you know, control and order on the one hand and sort of the more wild or chaotic aspects on the other. And I, I, what I'm hearing you saying, Sam, is that, that each of us is going to have a different balance and it's worth considering that. Is that, is that a fair summary? Yeah, it's a fresh lens to consider oneself. And I think a healthy individual always have has a choice. It's not this static, I am here on the spectrum and this is how much uh, appetite I have for risk. It's at any given moment, what is my choice? There is danger here. We're at a busy motorway, so I need to be really in control, drive safely. Or we're in the forest, there's a field. Let's jump about, do handstands, become childlike again and do a roly-poly down the hill or let our hair out, whatever, whatever way we do that. Um, that's what I'm talking about, the choice in the given context to play in that spectrum. I see, I get it. And what I'm hearing related to that, Sam, again, is something that's a bit almost countercultural because... You know, our culture says that all this progress that we've made in terms of, you know, technological and medical science and everything that has given us so much, so many opportunities in one respect that could have some downside in, in a way. If it's out of balance, that we kind of lose part of who we are in some yeah. respect. Is that, is that fair to say? Exactly. Yeah. We lose part of who we are as humans. Now, the controlled ordered linear side of the spectrum has been really helpful think about the roman roads the romans were really strong on the linear ordered way they had ordered government um, military economy and straight straight roads those things were helpful to make change yeah but they suppressed and controlled anything that was outside the straight line closed down that wildness they called them pagans they called them heathens and slaughtered it was violent 
Maybe it happened before that as well, but I, I see this lineage where we have been told that we need to be in straight line and ordered uh, in, in order to participate in society. That's valid and big and we need the rest. So what I'm looking for is to have a revolution or a redemption of what we've missed out on we've missed out on or certainly i have missed out on generations of play and freedom and mess and chaos and disorder and wildness and spontaneity and risk-taking i want to bring that back and restore what's been lost in my life and i judge in our society i see i see it's a really really great vision i love what you're you're saying so if i what i'm hearing sam is that you know while from an engineering point of view, if you take the example of the road, as you say, maybe going from A to B in a straight line is quite a helpful uh, a helpful principle that for some other aspects of our life, that, that straight line thinking can lead us into trouble or doesn't work so well in some other areas, like let's say relationships. Is that, can you say a bit more about how, how that would maybe relate to relationships? Yeah, yeah, let's hone it in on relationships. As I've said all along, there's value in both sides of the spectrum. So bringing that to a romantic relationship, there would be value in having uh, the clarity of order. Where are we going in this relationship? What are the boundaries? How do we pay for our expenses, look after our children, manage our house and mortgage? Good stuff. Important adult stuff. Hmm. But if that's all there is, that relationship, from my experience, becomes boring, dry. It loses that frisson, that eros, that playful spontaneity, that uh, flirtation. And I see that pattern in relationships, in my relationships, where uh, it matures and loses the wild side of relating. The wild sex, the wild dates, the wild... Um, holidays and doing things that are really authentic because it's not just about uh, stepping outside um, a box it's about being authentic to who we are so a wild man in a relationship might um, might need something really different than what he's had before because he's been playing safe he's been playing small he's been going along with what he thinks is the expectation on a father or a partner mm. in a relationship but i would I like to ask those men what is it to be authentically you and how could you take that risk i see i get it it's again so interesting i think one of the most common challenges in like, longer term relationships is this sense of like things getting too routine things getting too predictable and beyond a certain point although as you say there's nothing ultimately wrong with that there are some limitations when it gets taken too far and then yeah so maybe we we'll, let's just touch on that a bit more so let's say people in longer term relationships where things are, are more uh ordered and more towards the um uh, structural side side of things um what sort of challenges would you say a couple or a guy would be having if the relationship is getting too much oriented towards that side of things yeah i've mentioned it gets boring it can get 
monotonous, predictable. My desire for a, a couple in relationship is that there's always an affection and a play and a curiosity to meet each other um, alongside that long-term familiarity. Mm. I think there's a, a line there or another spectrum from familiarity breeds contempt um, and that other saying about um, uncertainty and insecurity. So I think if we find some sort of balance between the two, in a, even in a long-term relationship, it will be to the blessing of both partners. And I would suggest that more relationships would be long-lasting if they explore this full spectrum of wildness as well as the neat order. It's a really great perspective, Sam. I, I love that way of looking at things. And, you know, um, one thing that comes to mind, you know, where couples have maybe got into a, a rut, you know, where things are very domesticated. They're just you know, looking after the kids and earning the money and paying the bills. And, you know, it becomes very structured. Then, you know, there's almost that part of us at that point, which could be like yearning for something a bit different, yearning for that excitement or difference. And that's when you know potentially third parties can come onto the scene that then maybe offer that prospect of something exciting and new and fun and different and that can be you know if we're not meeting that need then that can be quite a compelling thing to to experience um so i guess that that's one angle say that you know if you don't maintain this aspect of your relationship but then there's some natural risks around how you or your partner may find yourselves meeting that need in in other ways i really emphasize the word authentic i think we change over time so in a long-term relationship what it means to be that person may have evolved so 10 years in you might want things to be different and to keep being authentic and keep that communication it's really hard to find the time and the courage and the self-awareness to do this. But that would be my wish for men and women to make us uh, take a risk of considering what does it mean for me to be in relationship with my partner and how can I communicate that? It might mean shaking things up, taking a risk to say, actually, the way you have uh, cleaned the house for the last 10 years hasn't worked for me. I've never told you. Or I'd like to try something new, which which you might not like uh, in the in how we do our finances or how we do holidays and listening to each other, maybe getting support, um, keeping that conversation alive, keeping that edge alive of authenticness or sorry, authenticity, which for me is that realm of wildness. I see. What do you think are the main things, Sam, that, that stop us being authentic or that cause people to lose track of them themselves or that authenticity? The risk. There's fear, I would say, is the emotion that might get in the way. If I was to be authentic with a loved one, there's a fear inside me that I will be rejected, that I will be told that what I want is not valid, not acceptable, and that could be really painful really painful yeah. so i'd say that's it at the core and perhaps the 
shadow the underlying cause is we play safe because we're afraid of being rejected when we take a risk yeah. and be authentic yeah i see so it's that sort of playing by the rules playing safe don't rock the boat you know just causes us to then sit back into our comfort zone in in a way and then we don't experience the other this other side that then gets suppressed or frustrated in some respect yeah and be even before it comes to the couple matt it starts with us as individuals to sit with oneself excuse me to sit with oneself and a journal or a mate and talk it through and say oh i didn't realize i don't like the way things are cleaned i didn't realize i actually don't like holding hands in public i didn't realize that i want a massage regularly and starting with that what do you need as an adult and then you can consider how to bring it to partner it's a great point in at least expressing what we what we want expressing our desires or our or our needs that in a sense could be that sense of pushing the boundaries to really acknowledge that there is something here that isn't working for me and yeah. letting our partner know about that that could feel like a risk couldn't it yeah. um but then i guess the the point is that if we don't take that risk and we just sit on it well what could happen yeah excellent well i was i was gonna ask you some about um so i know you do a lot of work with men i know women as well but um i know because we've connected through like men's work i'd love to hear your thoughts on how this thing around wildness why do you think it's particularly important for for men if you think it is particularly important for men mm. I think it's important for everyone, but to focus in on men, on that spectrum, my experience and the way I view it, men are more naturally orientated towards the order away from the wildness. Mm. I'm generalizing here, but I would suggest that that is the male comfort zone for many if not most men men like to be in control single focus consider things in a linear fashion that's a gift to society but it's only half of what it means to be human i would suggest that women show up more commonly in the other side of the spectrum where they have the gift of thinking of multiple things at once multitasking and that space of wildness and creativity and playfulness and curiosity and the gray men are more black and white i certainly am and women uh, are less black and white more gray we yeah. both have gifts and we can both serve each other and play with that spectrum play to our strengths I see. i'm generalizing there matt but that is that's of my course, experience yeah. the, the challenge for men specifically is to step away from that comfort zone of the linear and to start exploring their own femininity their own wildness their own um space beyond the neatness beyond the black and white i see I see. So would you say that like wildness 
looks a bit different for men compared to to women or do you think there are aspects of wildness that that we men and women relate to differently my take on this is that our whole society is imbalanced so men and women have been taught to continue in an ordered linear civilized in inverted commas civilized way so we've all suffered from this imbalance i would suggest that men are there by default and women have been forced to be there and many have said that's what patriarchy is that the wildness that is more natural for women has been suppressed by our western society so i feel like we need to see a redemption within women and men and our whole society and women have a gift there to bring to men mm. we might want to use different words masculine feminine yin or yang it's a bit clumsy language uh but hopefully you get the gist there of my take on it that um yeah we all need to heal we all need to find balance with embracing that space of creative wildness i see i get it and so you, your point for men was that because we've been conditioned into this well the society that we have really values the the order and process and structure that that is one of the factors that's taken us away from this natural part of ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think that's what, what I heard there, Sam. Yes. Okay, great. And then, so let's say, let's say for people listening that are recognizing this and saying, do you know what? I think this could be me, you know, that this, this part of me that I've maybe got alienated from or disconnected from, you know, that we resonate with this idea of wildness. What kind of things would you recommend people can start doing to get more connected with that? In this country or overseas, we find that side of the spectrum in the soil, the biodiversity, the richness, the interweb of fungi and oh, the elements. It's there, the way water moves, the way air moves. So that's, for me, an easy starting point. Go and spend time in wild places. That's a good start, but I'm suggesting a bit further than the neat ordered farmland and hedgerows. I'm saying into more of the wild spaces of national yeah. parks, the moorland, the mountains. I run rewilding experiences out in nature. Mm. Um, and those groups are designed specifically to bring balance back to how we should be healthy adults. I see. I did see. Um, I, I would love to come on to your work in a minute, Sam, but I'd love to also just touch on how you've come to be so passionate about this area. What's your own journey in wildness or reconnecting with your wild side that has made you so passionate about this area? Thank you. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I have experienced both sides, so I've tasted the full spectrum having uh, grown up in this society and lived in London. Um, but then as a teenager, being plucked out of this society and moving to Zimbabwe and spending the next 15 years of my life in Southern Africa with a direct exposure to external wildness and risk-taking and the wonders and dangers of uh, that part of the world. and. I learned so much there. It was a deeply transformative time. So I brought that back uh, 
when I re-migrated to England 10 years ago. And the journey's just continued. Um, I think I've spent the last 10 years doing more inner work. If my 15 years in Africa was the external wildness, the 10 years since then have been more um, considering what's inside me. What does it mean for me to be me and authentically me? And that's been a mixture of therapy, journaling, things I've already mentioned. It's also been circles where I've sat in circle with men and women and talked about these things, listened to other people and learned from their own journeys and wildness. You know, I know we've connected through the men's work that we've done and I know that this sort of kind of men getting together and doing stuff together is a way of um, maybe bringing out that quality. Can you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how like men's work in particular has been powerful for you or maybe for other people that you've worked with. Yeah, it has. It's changed my life to do men's work, to sit in a circle of men. And it's huge significance in that shape, Matt, because the spectrum could also be described as the line and the circle. In my way of seeing it, you've got the order of a straight line. But to have a circle means that everyone can see everyone and what that communicates is everyone can hear everyone everyone is welcome every voice is valid every story every emotion every fear is valid and that's what men's work's done for me that it's healed wounds in me that left me feeling insecure amongst men and women because suddenly i was sitting in a circle and anything i said was allowed it didn't make it right or wrong. It was just, thank you for sharing. I see. So that's me talking and being listened to and heard. Then the inverse is true, where I get to be quiet and listen to someone else, listen to you speak. And then hear that I'm not alone. That my challenges are shared. And that maybe someone else needs my support and then I can offer support. Maybe someone else is... Um, celebrating something and i can be caught up in their life so it builds a web of connection and intimacy that is a medicine to loneliness and isolation and the mental health challenges that come from that when we think our problems are the only problems mm. such an important point sam earlier on we talked about how this idea of like wildness or letting go of some of the control is a bit countercultural. And it, I think it links to this idea of, well, with our culture, how we men tend not to work together in the same way that we did in previous generations, whether it was in a factory or down a pit or in the docks, whatever we were doing, we don't tend to have those social links anymore yeah. in our work. Um, and what you're describing or what I guess we've experienced with the men's work, it's like a reconnecting on that level mm. that has maybe got something in common with this idea of wildness, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, and the other thread which is coming up for me is that it's not just sitting in circle and talking. It's not just a talking circle. It is also about an ongoing, long-term participation in the group. And I would use the phrase of a journey. Or living in East Africa, it's a safari. That means a journey. So by going on emotional and relational safaris together, that all fits within the wildness for me of connecting across the wheel of the year, across the seasons and the months, 
And to hear people's stories change, the ebb and flow of emotions, uh, to sit and talk, yes, but also to mark the seasons with bonfires and food and feasting and festivals uh, and birthdays and deaths and births, to participate over time is equally valuable. Or, or it's half of it. It's half of it. It's not just sitting in a static circle for a once-off. It's about, I'm here. We are going on a journey together as a band of humans, like our ancestors did, because we are wild people. Mm, I see. Yeah, makes sense. I love, I love that. And how can... Well, tell me a bit more about your work, Sam, around you know promoting wildness and what kind of services you offer and how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Yeah, so I have been working with the soil quite directly for 15, 20 years, supporting farmers around the world, always with an emphasis on natural systems, organic permaculture systems. And uh, last year, I looked, turned that into a business with a focus on rewilding. I've called it Red Phoenix. And the word Phoenix, the story of that bird, is that the Phoenix is coming out of the ashes. So for me, everything I've said in this uh, discussion with you about redeeming and restoring what was taken away is caught up in the name of my business, that the Phoenix is rising to create a more connected, more wild, more balanced or harmonious world. So how do I do that in the business? Two threads. I rewild places through landscaping, wildscaping, tree work, garden design. And I also rewild people or help them to rewild themselves. So rewilding people and places. And with people, I'm doing that through guided hikes, nature bathing exercises, corporate days, uh, organizing various men's retreats, rewilding expeditions into the wild. And about to start a journey for men and women called Rewilding Intimacy to explore how can men rewild, women rewild, and then how do we do it together to heal some of the wounds that we've inherited about our relationship across the sexes. All of that on my website, redphoenixrewilding.com. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.